Okay, Saturday wasn't just a big day for the American space program. Believe it or not, Canada, we had a huge, huge hand in the historic launch from NASA and SpaceX. And here to tell us more about it is our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. He joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Adam, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Nice to have you here as always. Uh, Tell us about the role this company in Calgary that that they played in the uh, launch of this uh, SpaceX uh, rocket or spacecraft uh, back on the weekend. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Evans has been around for years, and they've been working with NASA specifically, if you can believe it. I mean, Canada's always had a little bit of an impact when it comes to space and technology. Uh, we've had the space arm, which we know very well. And this product specifically out of Calgary was instrumental with uh, developing a lot of the control centers. And what they're famous for is creating that environment that makes it very easy and convenient, and efficient for that matter, for a lot of the uh, uh, traffic control to be able to manage and communicate with a lot of the astronauts. So it's, uh, they got ergonomics. They've got all of the elements in regards to how to manage and plan the, uh, the, the, the technology to be able to link up and manage all of the, the, the communication. So with that said, it speaks volumes that not only is uh, uh, Bob and Doug a space arm, but also the control center is Canadian. So I think we should be very proud that Canada's got a lot of impact when it comes to space and the SpaceX program. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, people here in Canada thought our only connection was maybe that the astronauts, their names were Bob and Doug, and I know there's been a ton of jokes about that on uh, social media over the uh, last few days. But, yeah, congratulations to Evans Consoles. Quite a feather in their cap to be a part of this historic mission as well. And uh, Now, this mission is in its early days, but this seems to be, Adam, such a huge step. NASA partnering with a private firm with SpaceX. Is there a piece of tech that has really caught your attention that they're using right now? The one that really kind of caught my eye the most was, of course, the touch screen and how it's utilized. And further, the lithium-ion system, the battery systems that obviously Elon Musk and his companies have been able to develop. So I think using that solar charging lithium-ion power battery system that's actually instrumental in not only powering uh, the crew to get there, but it's going to be instrumental once on the space station, how it's going to be uh, imp- uh, increasing the longevity of the International Space Station. So I think we're we're seeing where uh, all of our advancements when it comes to solar, lithium power, and by the way, lithium is really an old technology, Jeff. Uh, this is, uh, lithium is going to be probably moved or cycled out when it comes to powering and creating that energy cycle. So there's a new battery system that with cobalt that's going to be coming out that will give longer battery power, uh, and why that's critical is because this element of going into space in the space station is just one step. When we actually try to colonize Mars, or I should say SpaceX and Elon Musk, for that matter, when he does that, they're going to need a source of power and battery to be able to do that. So the big thing for me is the fact that they're using touchscreen and their battery systems are so much more powerful and have so much more longevity. It's, all, it's amazing. Our phones will only last a day, but our space right. is going to be able to power for months. Yeah, I want that battery for my iPhone, please, and thank you. I would love that. It seems like I'm like charging that thing up every three hours these days. Okay, in the past, the space program has been credited for spurring innovation, Adam. You know, things like scratch-resistant lenses and solar cells. Is it your hope that this new partnership between NASA and SpaceX is going to yield similar results? Oh, absolutely. And I think where we're really going to see this is, is of course, uh, when we're talking about drone travel, autonomous, and artificial intelligence. I know in this case that the uh, the space crew in the Falcon 9 had a big 
component of it that was based on artificial intelligence. So we're going to see a new advancement, in my opinion, on how it's reading data, how it read data when it flew there, how it read data when it arrived, what kind of information is being captured and monitored, and how that computers, our computer systems, and I think you and I spoke about this before in the past, quantum computing is about to have a purpose. And this is where all the data and the information that we see that is being collected from this travel will be able to now use that quantum computer for good. It's going to be able to calculate uh, random paths of comets. It's going to be able to determine the quickest and easiest and more sufficient space travel to and from Earth, but also to the moon and, and beyond for that matter. All right, joined by our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. Adam also wanted to hit this story with you on this Monday. Canadians may be seeing insanely high cell phone bills as we turn, of course, more and more to video chatting as our primary form of socialization and getting business done. A woman reached out to Global News, Adam, after she received, how about this, a $10,000 bill. That's right, $10,000 from Virgin Mobile. How is that even possible? Well, first of all, we don't realize that video calling, and it's such a big you know, craze with Zoom and video calling, you know, we were isolated for so long, we tend to, you know, take for granted that this technology works. In 30 days, though, it does to come back and hit you, and a $10,000 data bill is probably not surprising when you think about the fact that, according to our CRTC laws, we are supposed to be protected, but in this particular case, Virgin claims that they got permission because it's always $50, you can only be charged, and then you have to give explicit permission for it to continue to bill. In this case, uh, it was obviously overlooked and misunderstood. When you're using video calling and you're talking to your loved ones, and let's just say you and I were video calling, and then we put on the whole global team, every person that's video streaming is utilizing bandwidth. And that's something that we've talked about many times in Canada. We have the highest cost when it comes to cell bills. And by the way, it's not just cell, it's your internet cost. If you do not have an unlimited data plan, you may want to think about turning off that camera, at least for those long video chats you have. Yeah. Are you finding this? Because I certainly am here during this pandemic, in the midst of pandemic, that all of a sudden the video chat has become kind of the rule rather than the exception. Nobody just phones you anymore. It's always FaceTime. It's always a video chat. Well, I think we're looking at that connection, and, we, and that facial expression brings that, that sort of uh, link with the person. And, and honestly, I believe that, you know, I, I, I'm a bit of a cheapskate, and I love technology, but I always go, I'll go audio first, and then I'll turn the camera on. Because, uh, you know, I mean, on my plan, and I'm a pretty heavy user, Jeff, as a tech guy, uh, my plan alone I was using was probably close to 35 gigs on my cell plan. Now, I have a different plan, and I pay a premium for it, but that's, that's pretty heavy. 35 gigabytes on video is really, really big. If, if I didn't have a premium plan, that probably would have cost me close to $2,000. So the key thing I, I think people should maybe keep in mind is that video is great, the technology is wonderful, but we don't have a plan in place from cellular or even Internet. If, you don't, if you're not paying for it, it will cost you triple what, it would, what you thought it would be. And, of course, the price of seeing a loved one might be a lot more than just not being there in person. Yeah, well, you say that at 35 gigabytes, you're a pretty heavy user. Apparently, Virgin told this uh, woman that's the subject of this global news story, which, by the way, you can read online at globalnews.ca, that she actually used, how about this, Adam, 172 gigabytes in the month of May alone. If she was using 
172 gigabytes. She must have been streaming a 4K video on Netflix, which she which she must have turned on. Her video, or she was online using her uh, 4K video with with you know family members, and probably would have to talk at minimum uh, seven hours a day. I can't imagine that, but maybe she was. Um, maybe she just had it on in the background and said, "I'm going to go cook." So you know that's really extreme, Jeff. That's really extreme. I mean, that's watching nonstop 4K videos on Netflix straight for almost seven hours. So that's a lot of ga- bandwidth. And so I, I, I don't know what she was using or how it was being utilized, but I really I would question maybe something or her Internet was hijacked, which is a possibility for that matter, because that seems really extreme for me. Either that or she was doing the binges of all binges when it comes to binge watching. I, I don't know. That That's incredible. But what would your advice be to those that are using video chat more and more these days? Uh, monitor your usage. Monitor your usage. Check with your internet plan. I think the key thing right now is, depending on what internet service you have right now, you want to make sure that you have a fibernetic. If you're if you're on Wi-Fi, and not all household internets are unlimited, so you may want to think about increasing to an unlimited if you are at home. When it comes to data on your cellular or on your phone, I really encourage, as nice as it is to have video chats and looking and seeing, unless it's absolutely critical. And the only time I use video is when I need to share screen. If I want want to reference something on my desktop or otherwise. It's really not mandatory. Canada is not in a position like other countries where our data is unlimited and we have a resource of data at a very little cost. It's it's a pricey uh, option for Canadians to want to use that. So don't use the video if you don't necessarily have to. If you do, do it on a Wi-Fi network with an unlimited data plan. And if you're going to have to do it through your cellular phone, make sure it's short bursts because honestly, uh, we have LTE, and that's going to—that's drawing a lot of bandwidth. One gigabyte, uh, probably every three minutes. And if you only have a 10 gig plan, we're talking less than 15 minutes. You're going to run out of data. All right, Adam Oldfield for us this afternoon. Adam, thanks for going old school and doing this just voice call. <laughs> My pleasure, Jeff. Take care. Be healthy. All right, you as well, Adam Oldfield, our tech expert.